from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio. This is In Black America. I guess early on, before I started school, I didn't even know I was singing. My father was singing in a, in a gospel group, and they was traveling on the road and uh, on weekends. And so one day, before I even started school, I was always humming and singing whatever they were singing. Mm-hmm. You know, they were rehearsing, the group was rehearsing, and we had the rehearsals. And so I guess my sister, older sister said, you know, I think I think you should sing, you should sing, you know. So she took me in the kitchen with my mom and my dad one day on a Saturday, and uh, she said, sing what daddy was singing, you know, they were singing. And I was, and I sung, and I said, huh. And so my dad said, my mom, teach her a song. And he ta- she taught me a song. And I was three years old at the time. So they were, when they come in out of town, they had a program or something at, at, in Detroit. And they, their song was on, was on the radio all the time. And they was number one gospel group at the time. And so before they went up, they would ask me to sing, you know, before the group, their group went up and song. And that's how I've been doing it since I was three years old. Until in, the day, I've always, that's all I know. That's mm-hmm. all I've always known is singing. Gospel recording artist Veronica Brown. As a gospel recording artist, Brown travels the world uplifting and encouraging audiences of all nationalities and faiths. Brown wants to convey that it's cool and fun to have salvation. When she was three years old, her older sister discovered that she had a voice. She then began singing lead in the church her family group. On weekends, her father, a pastor, also sang in a successful male gospel group and whenever they performed in Detroit, Brown was the opening act. Also early in her singing career, Veronica and the Preacher's Daughters represented this country overseas for the military staff and their families, heads of state and international veterans hospitals for a number of years. Brown's singing style has been so impressive that the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, asked her to perform a song with her. I'm John L. Hansen Jr., and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, gospel recording artist Veronica Brown, In Black America. Some of the hard time was when I lost my when I lost my father. And uh, when you lose a loved one, that's when you got to grab onto that strength. You got to 
that's when you realize, what do you have? Because you have no one else to turn to, you know. And uh, for me, I had to grab on to uh, what my father taught me, what he, all those sermons he taught. And he always said, when I'm not around, you can always call on the Lord. You know, when your mama ain't there, you can always call on the Lord. Because when he said, and you don't have to, you don't have to do a whole long prayer. Just know the word, because he said he's actually shall be given, knocking the door shall be opened, and seeking you shall find. He said, stop knocking, stop asking. He said, because you are blessed. That's why you accept them in your heart and mind and soul, because you're blessed. Veronica Brown describes herself as a non-denominational Christian. According to Billboard magazine, her voice is one that exudes raw, soulful charisma. Brown has had an impressive career. Surrounded by music all her life, singing is all she's ever known. Born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, Brown is a preacher's daughter and the middle child of eight siblings. A product of Central High School, Brown has not always been a gospel vocalist. In her previous life, she was a highly successful soul singer. Her dance songs were hits on the Billboard Dance and Mixed Mag charts and were very popular on the European dance charts. Brown has received numerous awards throughout her career, including the key to the city of Detroit and being named ambassador for the state of Michigan, just to name a few. Recently, In Black America spoke with this amazing vocalist about her career and her new gospel single. Understand, we grew up in the same city, Detroit, Michigan. What was life like growing up with seven other siblings? <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Actually, it was a lot of fun. You um, get to uh, take care of yourself, uh, protect yourself, and you learn a lot of things as far as family concerns, other than, you know, because I have so many friends that's just a single child, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I happen to be one coming from an eight-member family with 10, 10 households, 10-member households. So uh, we was pretty uh, active and in uh, our household, everybody was doing different things, but organized. And uh, my father uh, was on the road a lot. Uh, he worked at home during the week, and on the weekends he was on the road uh, singing. And my mother was at home with the family. Uh, he, my father made the rules, and my mother enforced them. Yeah. So it, it was very organized. <laughs> very organized. What part of the city did you grow up in? The West Detroit. West Detroit, and uh, very, uh, you know, because it was eight-member home, so of course we had to have a lot of space, big mm -hmm. home, so we kind of grew up in a five-bedroom home, beautiful home, and uh, it was loving, and it was kind, and uh, uh, we have, of course, a lot of, uh, my parents were very strict, so you know how it goes with preachers' children. <laughs> So, um, but it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it, and, and I will never give, uh, take anything back. Were you stifled in doing certain things because you were a preacher's daughter? Um, no, you know, people label you, always labeled us because we was preacher's kids, but actually, not really. I think we just was raised just like everybody else was raised. I think during that time, most uh, households were pretty strict, mm -hmm. and I think the more children you had, you know, I guess in a household, the more stricter, I guess, the household was uh, because there was so many of us, you know. But 
we really didn't. I, I, because I lived in that type of environment, I, I never saw nothing indifferent, you know, for many of my friends. You know, um, my brothers brothers had a lot of friends as well, and my sisters. But we really didn't notice anything different from our household uh, versus our friends' household. You know, mm-hmm. everything I think was pretty normal for us. I mean, we couldn't stay out late like our friends. We couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we had to be at home at a certain t- time, you know. And before, you know, as as a young kid, you know, the seat lights come on. You got to be on it. that porch. That's it. You know, That's it. You know, the seat, seat lights are flickering. You know, you better be on that porch. And that ain't no joke. <laughs> You know, and we just didn't, we we just um, just had a family, a regular family, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, and I guess uh, most, most all of my family members are concerned. We're just a wonderful uh, black um, family, I guess. And I think that in the neighborhood that we grew up in, I think we mm-hmm. was the first, we was one of the first black families in the neighborhood. And everywhere as the family grew, you know, of course, our household grew. We had to move because the house we needed more space. Mm-hmm. And where we moved to, it seemed like we was the the first, you know, black family in the area. <laughs> you know, but that was just the way, you know, the way it was. You know, and when did you realize that you had this singing talent? I guess early on, before I started school, I didn't even know I was singing. My father was singing. And a, and a gospel group, and they was traveling on the road and uh, on weekends. And so one day, before I even started school, I was always coming and singing whatever they were singing. Mm-hmm. You know, they were rehearsing, the group was rehearsing, and we had the rehearsals. And so I guess my sister, older sister, said, "You know, I think, I think you should sing. You should sing. You know." So she took me in the kitchen with my mom and my dad one day on a Saturday, and uh, she said, "Sing what Daddy was singing." You know, they were singing, and I was and I sung, and they said, "Huh." And so my dad said, my mom, teach her a song. And he taught, she taught me a song. And I was three years old at the time. So they were, when they come in out of town, they had a program or something at, at, in Detroit. And they, their song was on, was on the radio all the time. And they was number one gospel group at the time. And so before they went up, they were asking me to sing, you know, before the group, their group went up and song. And that's how I've been doing it since I was three years old. And, and to the day, I've always, that's all I know. That's mm-hmm. all I always known is singing. Do you remember yeah. the first song you sung in public? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can't forget it. <laughs> first song I sung was Mary Had a Baby. And why that and song? I don't know. That's the song that my mom taught me. And, uh, and and it was really, I guess it was simple, short and sweet, and to the point, and I think it must have been around Easter time. Uh, Easter was coming up, so it was Mary Had a Baby, Oh, Lord, Mary Had a Baby, Oh, Lord. And she named him Jesus, oh, Lord. She named him Jesus. Mary had a baby. Mary had a baby. Oh, Lord. When did you decide to take this talent to the next level, to become a uh, professional? I didn't decide, I guess. <laughs> I Because I was singing around in churches, and people, were, I guess, must have been approaching my parents all the time. And um, one day, I guess, I went to the radio station with my father one day, and um uh, this jockey asked me, could I sing, you know, there on the radio station with my father. I did. And that was, I was, by that time, I guess I was about five, four, something at that time. And, you know, people would just always ask me to come and sing. And so it wasn't like I decided, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And that's all I knew, you know. And I enjoyed doing it. 
you know, it's just that, you know, mama taught me a song and daddy taught me a song. My sister said, oh, Connie can sing. They called me Connie. And so I was just always singing. I enjoyed it. And when I first sung in church, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the feel. I enjoyed the idea of I can do this and I'm looking out at other people and I enjoyed the idea of the gift God had given me. I understand that you also recorded some secular music that was played in, in Europe? Yes. I was actually singing someplace, and uh, some the military came and, I guess, made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe it or not, I had so many offers all the time from my, you know, my parents, and my parents did not believe that they wanted me off as a child, you know, out and about in the world or in the country, another state, another city, with them not being there, you know. And uh, they just didn't believe that. So they would always say no to whoever, whoever offered me a position. So one day, as I grew older, got out of school, was in college, you know, because I, I always saw them through school, all through school, of course. And they would ask me, my school would ask me to go represent, you know, my junior high school would ask me to represent the school at different events. So one day, someone came and made an offer that I couldn't refuse and say, how would you like to, you know, give back? Mm-hmm. You to to your country, and I didn't understand what that because we had heirs that coming in making offers, different Mecca labels to making offers, and so when they asked me, I said, hmm, "That sounds so interesting." And I wanted, always wanted to be a marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My father wouldn't let me because he didn't think that was for a girl, you know. Because that time you didn't have to sign, you know, if you wasn't eighteen, right consent, yeah. Right, you have a consent. And they was just my father was Marine, of course. And uh, he was saying, no, no, that's not for you. That's not for you. And now you do what you want to do when you get ground. But right now, that's not for you. And one day they came into one of the performance events I was doing, and they made me an offer. Would I be like to go all, all over wherever United States had an interest mm-hmm. to sing for their families, the military family and their staff and the heads of whatever that territory may be. And that's how actually I started, you know, going around the world singing. And they kept asking me to come back and every three months on, three months off, three months on. Or, and, and I've been doing it all over the world. Wherever the United States had an interest, they were sending for me. They, was, they want you back. They want you back. Um, and that's how I've been around the world. I understand. If you're just joining us, I'm Johnny O'Hanson, Jr., and you're listening to In Black America from KUT Radio, and we're speaking with Veronica Brown, gospel recording artist. Miss Brown, who makes up Veronica and the Preacher's Daughters? Who makes up Veronica? First of all, God makes it up because God (laughs) gave it a gift for the talent. And uh, I guess I was um, the second member to join a group called the Preacher's Daughters, the original group in Detroit. And then afterwards, you know, faces change, but the game stays the same. And um, we continued to work, and and that's what made us up. We just uh, did, at that time, top 40, but we never, never left our God out. And wherever we perform or whenever we perform, we always had God in the mix, always there. And um, so that's what made the preacher's daughter. It turned out that each one of the people that they chose, the, the females they chose, okay. father happened to be a preacher's daughter, have happened to be a minister. Who were some of the artists that you admired growing up? Mm, of course, people I admired coming up. Gladys Knight, of course, Rita mm-hmm. Franklin, and Tina Turner. It's just so many out there. 
the uh, Lou, uh, Lou Rawls. I loved uh, Luther, Sam Cook. You know the the, the old school guys, and uh, it's, it was just so many out there. I love the Temptations and the OJ's, and it's just a lot of a lot of. But I had a for me, I love ones I mentioned, and uh, of course uh, later on. Uh, Whitney Houston and things like that, but for me, as I grew, you know, I I like male singers for some reason. Mm-hmm. I like their voices. I like uh, how they just work with their instrument. What? You know? So go ahead. No, no. So so that's particularly, you know, for me personally, I love a lot of um, um, male vocalists, and and that and whether it inspired me. I don't know, but I like what I heard, and I like to listen to it all the time. <laughs> what are some of the lessons you've learned over the years being in this industry? You got to be tough. You got to be strong, and you got to ask for strength from the Lord. You know, because people will come around. I've I noticed that uh, you know, no matter what industry, now I'm, and not just this industry, the music industry, but any industry, you know, for that matter, we really have to be tough and strong and, and, and in order to do that we have to stay on course and you have to be blessed to have that courage you know so for me uh, I tell I encourage anyone if you want to get into this music industry you first of all must be blessed you got to you must feel blessed within yourself knowing who you are knowing that you can always count on the Lord must be blessed Feel blessed. Feel within yourself that I am blessed. I'm putting God first. I ask for the Holy Spirit to come and join me, meet me there. Because, you know, people will come along and knock you down and, you know, try to, you know, turn you around and make you offers again that you may not get refused. But, you know, keep God in front of you. And if you only keep that thought in mind, feel the blessings because the blessings come from within, you know. And if you keep that blessing thought in your heart and in your mind you'd be just fine i read that you said when times get tough and you may sometimes lose your way you think back on your young years and the sermons your dad preached and some of the songs you and your siblings sung what were some of those hard times that made you reflect on your upbringing when i i must say some of the hard times was when i lost my when i lost my father Mm-hmm. And uh, when you lose a loved one, that's when you got to grab onto that strength. Okay. You got to. That's when you realize what do you have? Because you have no one else to turn to, you know. And uh, for me, I had to grab onto uh, what my father taught me. What he all those sermons he taught, and he always say, "When I'm not around, you can <laughs> always call on the Lord." You know, when your mama ain't there, you can always. Call on because when he said, and you don't have to, you don't have to do a whole long prayer. Just know the word because he said he's asking it shall be given, knocking the door shall be open, and seeking you shall find. He said, stop knocking, start asking. He said because you are blessed. That's why you accept them in your heart and mind and soul because you're blessed. So I just hold on to that. Tell us about your current project. Oh, my current project is exactly what I've been talking about. I feel blessed with my la- uh, um, latest uh, coming out release. And uh, and what I've been speaking about, about feeling blessed, every day you wake up in the morning, you're blessed. 
when you lay down at night, you're blessed. When you go out into your vehicle to get to your destination, you're blessed. And when you come back, you're able to come back safely, you're blessed. And that is what my new project is all about, is feeling blessed every day. That's it's the new project. Now, you got two and, versions of it. <laughs> well, actually, it's one with the rap in it. And right. um, we had a young man that came in and, and do the rap. And uh, he, he did a wonderful job. And we have um, one that's without the wraps, you know, because some uh, when you don't don't have wraps or don't don't want to play rap or whatever it is. But Mike, uh, the young man who did the rap is named Mike G, and I really GZ, and I think that he did a wonderful job on it. So that's the new project. I feel blessed, and we're really really happy about it. And uh, it was produced by the award-winning Mike Powell, a great friend of mine. We've been friends and many, many years, and uh, Mike said, oh, don't you let me produce I said, hey, if you got the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, I'm there, I'm there. So uh, he came in to produce it and had a great opportunity to work with Mike again, so I really enjoyed it. So we're looking forward to uh, doing some more projects, And uh, but right now we're going to you know, start off with uh, I Feel Blessed and move right along. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There were times I thought I wouldn't make it through Disappointed by life, I didn't know what to do I had so many heartaches, hurts, and pains Wondering if I would ever see a change Then one day my God rescued me And he turned it all around I feel blessed, blessed. He's always supplies my needs and opened doors I couldn't see. He worked it out. I feel blessed, blessed. Yes. So if you're listening to this song right now, I promise you that that is all gonna work out well. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. No matter what. When you look at the gospel music industry, are you all getting your due? I know social media is, is helping you all get the product out there, but are radio stations airing you all's product? Yeah, I hear a lot of, believe it or not, it's, it's many, depending on your, your territory, mm-hmm. of course, more than other territories. A lot of gospel music is being played a great deal, you know. Of course, it's, you know, some territories, you know, is really, really reluctant for uh, gospel, you know, especially our gospel, but... You know, they play more Christian, you know, music mm-hmm. versus the gospel music. So that's a, that's a um, journey that we're we're trying to conquer. But that's okay because God is blessed. He's always in the blessing business. He's still on the throne. I'd like to ask everyone that 
has grown up in Detroit. Was there any event during your upbringing that really stands out that you remember well these days? Uh, any event that stands out. We did so many things in Detroit. We did a lot of things at the Lusitales. We did a lot of things. And um, going further back, we opened up so many different venues. I'm going back. We did a lot of commercials, Don't mm-hmm. Drive, you know. Uh, we did city, actually did a commercial for the city of Detroit, actually. And Spe- that's really going. Speaking of Detroit, you got the key to the city and a proclamation from the city council. And you were named the ambassador for the state of Michigan. How did that make you feel? Great, because we did so much work there. <laughs> and actually, it was it was really a surprise when we was coming in, you know, coming in on a summer tour, and then they asked us, met us at the airport, you know, and asked us, you know, come in, we like, the mayor likes you to come to the office, and, and it was just a lot of things that were great welcoming, you know, from Detroit uh, when we came in town from that tour. And so we get, and that's when we got the key to the city and a lot of other for the council, so we because we do a lot of work, you know, for the city, and that's our hometown. So we really enjoy doing it for for our, our fellow fellow citizens there in Detroit. So it's a great joy for us. It makes me feel great. So every time I come back to Detroit, I'm feeling good. I understand. Because I'm home. <laughs> Any tours coming up? Yeah, I got some um, things in 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 the fire right now, but they're actually trying to figure out which one they want to do, you know, trying to figure out which tour they want to go. But I do have some things uh, offers out of Detroit, actually from a couple of churches there. So mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out what churches we want to go to, you know, kind of get the schedule scheduled out and what would be advantageous to do, you know, things like that. But always, hey, I'm definitely ready to go to Detroit or anywhere else that people want me at, try to figure it out. To schedule it out. Any final comments, Ms. Brown? Yes, I'm feeling blessed. I'm, I'm hoping that everyone out there in Radio Land feeling blessed wherever you are. Please feel blessed. Stream it. Pick it up wherever you can find it. Go online, iTunes, wherever you can find it. Pick it up because we're feeling blessed. I'm feeling blessed. And God bless you. You, yes. Veronica Bryan. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions as to future In Black America programs, email us at inblackamerica at kut.org. 
Also, let us know what radio station you heard is over. Remember to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at KUT.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm John L. Hansen, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, One University Station, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, One University Station, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.